0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jack Flaherty and Steven Mads had been MIA so far during spring training games until today. How did they do against the Houston Astros? Plus, who from the Cardinals is clearly influencing the actions of Shohei Otani? This is Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at JD Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as YouTube. If you're going to visit us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Now, the starting rotation is a concern to uh, many people coming into the season for sure just because of the uncertainty of really three guys, not just two, but three. I'm going to put Adam Wainwright in here as well because we're not quite sure what Adam has left in the tank. Personally, I think Waino will get things squared away. I'm not I'm not sweating over him yet. I trust him, despite how last season ended and how the spring has looked so far. But I I just can't see Adam Wainwright being who he is going out there in his final year and just not being any good. Like I I think he'll figure it out and he'll go back to being the Adam Wainwright that we're all used to. But the other two main questions were Jack Flaherty and Steven Matz, and both of them are injury-related question marks. Uh, We've covered the background of Flaherty's injuries time and time again, but just to kind of refresh things for perhaps some of our new audience members out there, Flaherty hasn't really been healthy since the beginning of 2021, where he looked like one of the best young right-handed starting pitchers in all of baseball. He has the oblique injury. Then he gets the shoulder issues that knocked him out for most of the last couple of years. He had nine starts in 2020. That was the COVID year. 15 in 2021 and just eight in 2022 at the major league level. So by my math, which I'm not saying I'm very good at math, but I think that's 32 starts in three years. 32 is what a normal, healthy starting pitcher throws in one season. And Jack's been able to do that over three years. So that's what he's been dealing with. The Cardinals also signed Steven Matz to a four-year $44 million deal after his 2021 season with the Toronto Blue Jays, which was a good one. He went 14-7 and at a 3.82 ERA with a strikeouts per nine of 8.6, which is respectable. Many fans weren't thrilled <laughs> with the Stephen Matz signing. They wanted other people. They wanted uh, Max Scherzer. I mean, who didn't want Max Scherzer, right? We, we, you know, we shoot for the stars, but a lot of times in St. Louis, we don't land those guys. So um, Stephen Matz ends up being the guy they signed. And um, again, he wasn't signed to be the ace of this staff. That's not who Stephen Matz is, and that's not who they're expecting him to be. They want him to be the three, four, or five guy in the rotation to compliment. Jack Flaherty, Miles Michaelis, and Adam Wainwright. That's why he was signed. And unfortunately, his first season with the team, it was a mess because of injuries, not only to his pitching shoulder, but then he had the knee injury. As a starter last year, he was four and three with an ERA over five at 5.70. That's not good. But a lot of that damage was actually done in two outings where he got absolutely shelled. Uh, That first start, if you remember, seven earned runs to Pittsburgh in just three innings. And then he went out and and gave up eight earned runs against San Francisco in just two innings. You get games like that, that's going to do some damage to your ERA for sure. Now, in his other six starts, before the shoulder issues began, he wasn't that bad. But you won't remember that. You remember the seven earned and the eight earned that he gave up in those two other games. But you forget that he gave up in his other uh, six starts, zero runs, one run, four runs, zero runs, three runs, and then two runs. Plus his strikeouts per nine were at 10.8. Like he was doing very, very well. And then the shoulder thing shuts him down on May 22nd. He comes back July 23rd against the Reds. He's throwing really good in that game as well. Five and a third, two runs, seven punchies, and then he injures the knee. Fielding, trying to get over to first base, got caught in the middle, didn't know whether he was supposed to field the ball or continue to go over to first base and let Goldie field the ball and his knee collapses. And then he's gone until September. At this point, he makes his return, which I credit him with that because he could have easily done the rehab and just said, you know what? I'm going to shut it down for the rest of the year. It's not really worth it, but he didn't. He, he worked hard. He got back on the field, but the team had already made deals for Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery. So when Mats did return, he was relegated to the bullpen for the rest of the year and he did fine out of the bullpen, five and a third innings, gave up just one run, three hits, struck out three and five appearances, but that's not what he was signed to do in St. Louis. He's not a bullpen guy. We don't want to pretend that we can just move him back to the bullpen. That's that's not why Steven Matz is in a Cardinal uniform. It's not why they gave him a four-year, $44 million deal. They need him to be a solid starter and be a top-five starter in this rotation. That's the point of getting Stephen Matz on your team. So far this spring, we hadn't seen either of these guys on a mound during a game. You know, we've heard about him throwing on the backfields and doing their bullpens, but Flaherty had been dealing with a calf issue. He had some flu-like symptoms, which were dehydrating him. So they pushed back his initial plan start a couple of times, which gave a lot of us some anxiety. I know I wasn't the only one that had the, here we go again, type of feels going on when you started hearing about his starts being pushed back. But all of that changed today with the defending champion Houston Astros in town at Roger Dean Stadium. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, blow sunshine up your butt. this was not the full-on Astros lineup that you will see when they're at full force during the regular season. Uh, you had Jose Altuve leading off. You had Jeremy Payne. You had shortstop. That was about it. <laughs> there was no Jordan Alvarez, no Kyle Tucker, no Alex Bregman, no Michael Brantley, no Jose Abreu. It's not the Cardinals' fault that these guys aren't playing. They can only face what the opponent allows you to face, and those guys did not make the trip, and we're not playing today. But Flaherty got his much-anticipated start, and um, honestly, he was a bit off to begin the day. He was, whether it was just nerves or getting a feel for the mound or the baseball, whatever it was. First couple of the bats, he was a little bit off. He ends up walking the leadoff man out to Vane, not really all that close on most of the pitches. Then he got behind the second hitter, Pena, but eventually he figures things out, gets his uh, arm slot in the spot that he needs it to be, gets comfortable and gets him to roll into a 6-4-3 double play, strikes out the next hitter, crisis averted. Everybody's feeling good. Second inning, first batter he faces is David Hensley, and after getting ahead of him, Flaherty hung a slider. Hensley does what major league hitters do to hanging sliders, and he deposited it over the wall in left field for a solo shot. But after that, After that, Flaherty looked fantastic. He looked fantastic. Strikes out two of the next three. Cardinals erupt for six runs in the bottom of the second inning, thanks in large part to the Astros pitchers having no idea how to throw strikes. (laughs) They ended up walking six Cardinal hitters in the bottom of the second inning. You also got uh, RBI knocks by Juan Yepes and Wilson Contreras. So that led to the big inning. Jack comes out for his third inning, and I started to get a little worried on whether or not he was going to come back out just because The Cardinal hitters had been at the plate for so long, you know, sometimes they're like, all right, he's been sitting, he's probably cold by now, let's not force him out there. Hell no, Jack comes out there on the mound for his third and final inning of work, and he mows him down, one, two, three, he strikes out two more. Final line for Flaherty on the day, three innings, one run on one hit, one walk, five strikeouts on 47 pitches. Not too shabby. Uh, Jack outside of the first two hitters where, eh, you know, he was still getting loose. Okay. We'll say that, you know, he was just trying to get comfortable out there. He looked like the Flaherty of old fastball was popping between 92 and 94. He had that free and easy delivery. That's the guy. That's the guy that they're going to have to uh, bank on this season and uh, is the guy they're banking on this season after not adding any starters in the offseason, which is something that actually Flaherty spoke about with MLB.com's John Denton after the game saying that's been the talk all spring and all offseason about counting on the guys in here. And we've got a good group. Miles and Wainwright are throwing the ball well. Jordan Montgomery and Dakota Hudson are throwing the ball well. Mats came in and shoved after me, too. So we've got arms, and we've got a lot of trust with the guys in here. The team meeting was what you want to hear. You want to know everybody has confidence in each other. Now, after Flaherty wrapped up his outing, it was time to see Stephen Matz make his spring debut, and he didn't disappoint either. I'm going to tell you how he fared and what Dylan Carlson did today that has to please not only him, but the fans and the haters alike out there as well. We'll talk about it next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to try a built Bar. Why should you try built Bar? Well, they're delicious, covered in 100% real chocolate. And if you're one of those people who's trying to eat healthier in 2023 but you still have a craving for something sweet from time to time, a built Bar is perfect. Ride up your alley. Uh, like I mentioned, 100% real chocolate but also healthy for you where they only have 130 calories in them, just four grams of sugar, but they're also pumping a whopping 17 grams of protein in them. And that's a big deal for any of you trying to gain any sort of muscle mass right now. Uh, You got to get all the protein you can handle and built bar won't let you down in that category at all. They've got great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And now you don't even have to wait around for your order to come from built.com. You can head over to the nearest Walmart, Go to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. They got the four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. Walmart, not something you want to do? You'd rather go to Sam's Club? By all means, head on over there. They've got the 13-bar boxes with brownie batter and churro available as well. And, uh, of course, you can always still order online. And I suggest that you do bookmark built.com, not only to order online, but they're always dropping new flavors and new products and new information about all kinds of stuff at the website. So make sure that one is saved for future reference built.com. You can make me later. Lefty Steven Matz took the hill in the fourth inning today, and um, doesn't he look like he's just built for this pitch clock stuff? (laughs) Like, those rules had no effect on this man today. In fact, it looked like he was relishing in the pitch clock because he's always been a quick worker. We know that about Stephen Matz, and as soon as he found his groove, he was off and running, and he found it early today in the outing. Uh, First inning of work, he gets the ground out by Pena on one pitch. He whiffs uh, Maldonado. He was batting third today on a nasty curveball. that he gets Hensley to ground out, and bing, bang, boom. He's back in the dugout after just 10 pitches. And you know when Mats is on, too, not only are you getting the strikeouts, but you're getting a lot of ground balls because that's his specialty. So top of the fifth inning, he comes breezing through the Astros again. He strikes out the first hitter, Durden. He strikes him out looking, uh, punches out the next hitter, McCormick, on just three pitches, then induces another ground out, and it's on to the sixth inning. He's thrown just 24 pitches through two innings, so very, very efficient, and he looks comfortable, and he looks healthy. I mean, it, it was it was nice. It was nice to see. This is the Steven Mads that you saw a few years back, uh, even before the Toronto Blue Jays, but remember when he was an up-and-coming prospect with uh, the New York Mets? I believe he finished sixth in the Rookie of the Year voting his rookie year, and people were raving about him, how he was going to be this future star for New York, and it just didn't pan out. Well, that's what we saw today on the mound for the Cardinals. Um, Sixth inning, let's move on there. He punches out the first hitter on a beautiful sinker, inside corner, paints the black. He gets Carlos Correa's brother, J.C. Correa, to line out to left field. Then he puts a bow on things by getting a pop out to shortstop to end the inning. And his day of work is done, and uh, it's about as impressive as you could you could ask for from somebody you haven't seen pitch as a starter since July <laughs> of last year. Matt's goes three innings, zero runs, zero hits, zero walks, four strikeouts, three ground ball outs on just 39 pitches. Mwah! Chef's kiss to that outing. That was beautiful. Uh, Matt's had great velo as well. He was hitting 95 on the gun, and most importantly for both Flaherty and Matt's. Both of them came out of the games today healthy, which is the key for both of them this season because we know when they are healthy, they're usually pretty darn good pitchers. It's been the injuries that have hindered these guys over the years. Uh, Matt's also spoke with Denton from MLB.com after the game and said, I took a little different approach this offseason and I feel strong. The strongest I've ever been in my career. I just focus more on health and trying to get as strong as I possibly could. I'm trying to work smarter. I guess that's the simplest way to say it. No need to complicate things, Stephen Matz. You don't need to. Keep it simple. I like simple. Uh, another player who is also trying to stay healthy for this season, Dylan Carlson. Dylan Carlson, who has shockingly fallen out of favor with a lot of fans after just one down year. Can I remind everyone for just a moment that Dylan Carlson is 24 years old? He's 24 years old. You're going to give up on him after one season where he dealt with injuries, and you know players go through things called the sophomore slump. That's not a saying because it doesn't happen often. It happens a lot. He had a great rookie year, sophomore slump, dealt with injuries last year, but he's still 24 years old. So um, he did something this offseason. We talked about it before on a previous episode that uh, he and the team decided – that he's going to bulk up this year. The team wanted him to put on some pay, uh some pounds. Uh he's gained between I think what was it, 12 and 15 pounds this year and they wanted him to do it so his body could survive the grind of a 162 game season. And um so far this this spring, Dylan is dealing with some arm fatigue, so he was not in the outfield today. He was DHing, but he did something today that certainly put a smile on my face and I'm sure a lot of other Cardinals fans when uh, he ripped that 2-1 fastball over the wall on right field and hit his first dinger of the spring today. And the best part about it is that he did it left-handed. And if you remember, batting left-handed was not so good for Dylan Carlson last year. He was playing awful as a left-handed hitter. Uh, It's the same side of the plate last year where he hit only five home runs and batted 207 in over 300 plate appearances. So to see him tattoo one like he did today, Exit Velo on that one, 108.4 off the bat. That was cool. I like that. I like that from Dylan Carlson. He also worked a walk. He scored earlier in the game, finished the day one for two. He's now batting 250 on the spring. And we're going to see a lot of Dylan Carlson. We are uh, moving forward because Tyler O'Neill, Team Canada, Lars Newparr, Team Japan, we're going to talk more about him later, they're gone. They're at the uh, World Baseball Classic, so he's going to get a lot of at-bats. And so is Jordan Walker, who did have the day off today. Alec Burleson is going to see a lot of at-bats. He was 0-3 with a walk and a run scored. Moises Gomez was back in left field today, went 1-3 for with a walk, had a nice running catch down the line in the left field. He reminds me a lot of uh, Dimitri Young. Like, watching him run down that ball in left field today, he made the catch, bashes into the wall, pops off, and he's kind of like, But he's got that thick lower body like Demetri Young did. Like, his bottom half, like, he's got a big old caboose on him. It's a thick leg. He's just a big dude. And um, that's who he reminded me of was uh, Demetri Young. But uh, Juan Yepes at first today, went two for three with two RBIs to push his average up to .333, Wilson Contreras. Got his first RBI as a Cardinal in that six-run second inning for the team. Uh, other pitchers today, Drew Verhagen, who had a forgettable year last year after signing that two-year deal. was not very good, and then he got hurt. Uh, he was out there today. Looked pretty sharp in his one inning of work, two strikeouts. Uh, 20-year-old Team Kent, the Cardinals' number three prospect, pitched in the eighth. He looked good, too. But he's impressive. He is impressive. Uh, struck out, two. He did walk a guy, but his stuff is nasty. It's not going to take him long to get up to the major league level. I know we don't want to push him at 20 years old. He's probably going to start a double A this year, but if we see him in September in a Cardinal uniform up in the major leagues, it wouldn't surprise me. That's how good his stuff has been. And then uh, Chris Stratton, damn glad to meet you. Got the ninth inning, gave up two hits, but no runs. The Cardinal staff combined for 14 strikeouts on the day. Uh, The one run, which was off of Flaherty. And uh, funny thing is with all those strikeouts, and the Astros having their problems with the strike zone. They walked eight in the game, and they also struck out eight Cardinal hitters. Uh, The game itself still only took two hours and 18 minutes. This pitch clock thing is working, and they are cranking out (laughs) games in this spring, and I enjoy the pace of play. I really do. I did feel a little bit sorry for when you see the pitchers, and being a former pitcher, I I know what it's like where – Things are getting a little too quick for you. And they talked about it on the telecast, too, when the when the Astros hitters were walking a lot of people. And there's going to be a moment where the Cardinals pitchers go through something like this, too, where they cannot find the strike zone. They're frustrated. And usually you would walk off, you grab the rosin bag, you toss it around a little bit, take a deep breath, take your hat off, wipe your brow. You can't do that anymore. Like, you get the ball, and you have no time to just kind of gather yourself. Like you got to get back on that rubber and get on that mound and start throwing again. So that is something these pitchers are going to have to uh, figure out how to how to gather themselves quicker when they start dealing with diversity this uh, this season. Again, it was the Astros guys that were doing it today and had to deal with it. But at some point, when it does happen to the Cardinals, you're going to see them where they're all kind of like, "Oh my gosh, I got to hurry up!" and things are going to be going a little too quick for them, and they're not going to have a chance to slow things down. This is when like. Ali coming out to talk to him or whatever it's going to be, whether it's going to be Blake or whoever it may be needs to come out and slow things down for everybody. I imagine the walk to the mound this year might be a little slower for managers when it comes to those situations. Final score today was 7-1. The Cardinals are now 6-3 and three on the spring. They play against Detroit tomorrow, twelve o saint Louis time. Uh, number four prospect Gordon Grisefo, will be getting the ball for the second time this spring. In fact, they did release the starting pitching schedule moving forward. It'll be Graceffo's Tomorrow, Jake Woodford on Wednesday, Dakota Hudson on Thursday, Jordan Montgomery on Friday, Flaherty on Saturday, then Mats on Sunday. Of course, this could all change, but uh there you have the tentative schedule for the starting pitchers moving forward. Now, the world baseball classic guys, they're they're all off and gone and on their teams now. And Lars Newbar is already making quite the difference with Team Japan and making quite the um, the difference with their superstar player, Shohei Ohtani. I'm going to tell you what Ohtani did today that had Cardinals internet buzzing next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, these days... Actually, we have the wrong thing up there on the screen. There we go. There we go. Now we're back where we need to be. These days, every uh, new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster, and they do it for free. Everybody likes free. If you're running a business and you don't have time uh, to waste on candidates who just aren't a good fit for the opening that you're hiring for, then... You want to go to LinkedIn. You want to find the right person as fast as possible. And LinkedIn can make this process easier than you've ever imagined. Here's what you do. You get your, your job opening, get it all written up the way you want it to sound. Then you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring for nothing. It's absolutely free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. We know that Lars Newbar has an infectious energy and just an infectious way about him. The fans love it. His Cardinal teammates thrive on it. And now his Team Japan teammates are falling in love with it, specifically, arguably the greatest player on the planet, Shohei Otani. Team Japan was playing a warm-up exhibition game today, and Lars was leading off of playing center field, which is something you might see him be doing for the Cardinals at some point this year. Uh, he goes two for three in the game. He gets an RBI and a run scored, and they go on to win 8-1. to, eight to one. But um, that wasn't what people were talking about. It's nice to see that Lars had good success. But Shohei Otani is the show for Team Japan, and he ended up hitting two home runs in this game today. Ho-hum. and. Um, what caught people's eye, though, is when he hits his three-run shot, puts it over the center field boards. Actually, went down to like one knee and knocked it over the wall. Just ridiculous. Um, he's trotting around the bases, and he's coming around third base, and he made a familiar motion with his hands. And all of Cardinal Nation, when they saw this, stopped and pointed at the screen. and are like, oh, Shohei Otani is grinding The pepper, ladies and gentlemen. Here is a photo, proof of Shohei Otani grinding the pepper after his home run today. That familiar gesture that the Cardinals did last year, inspired by one Lars Dupar, which actually included an actual pepper grinder in the dugout at one point, was now being done by a man who will likely sign the largest free agent deal in baseball history after the season. What a scene. And of course, the day before it, in case you missed it, the day before this all took place, this photo went online of Shohei Otani and Lars Newbar together in the locker room. And that had many of us playfully teasing that this was proof that Otani wants to be a Cardinal, right? I mean, we can dream. If anyone can get someone to love St. Louis in the Cardinal way, it's Lars Newbar. So secret large secret agent, Lars Newbar. Maybe that's what we should call him. Maybe that should be his nickname from here on out. The secret agent, Lars Neupar. Now the ultimate mole inside team Japan, trying to persuade Otani to come to St. Louis. We already know that Otani looks really good in red and white from his time with the angels. Uh, Did we just have a guy come from the angels who just went off? His name's Albert Pujols, by the way. Came over, had a pretty good time, returning to St. Louis. Maybe that rubs off on Shohei a little bit. Heck, the Show Me State could become the Shohei State in 2024. Am I right? (laughs) Make it happen, Mo. Let's get it together. All right, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast network, your team every day. A reminder: follow us on Twitter at lo underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio on the YouTube. We're sur- we're trying to get to that goal of five thousand subscribers by opening day, and we're climbing, we're climbing. This show, Hey Otani stuff, really was nice. That that we got a nice little bump off of that today. So, um, if you haven't subscribed or hit the like button, please do so. It takes two seconds. Just bink bink. That's all you got to do. And then you're going to help us out. You're the best fans of baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.